as Hilliard got deep. Antoine Nolan made the tackle, but that's a Gator first down on a 43-yard completion. Memories. Homecoming. And uh, you don't often get a team like Auburn for homecoming. No, that's the other unusual thing. Right now, though, we're going to talk a little NFL with uh, Anthony Tresh from Pro Football Focus. They do a great job of covering not just pro football, but college football, too. Anthony, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Um, let me ask you this. I know it's fairly early in the season, but in your view, based on what you thought would happen at the start of the year, give me a couple of teams that have disappointed you and a couple of teams that have surprised you in a positive way. Yeah, I would say the team that surprised me the most coming into the season so far, what we've seen, is the Detroit Lions. I mean, granted, you look at their roster before the season, you saw they had some talent, but you weren't sure what they were going to do with it because we thought the same thing last season. But basically what we found out is that this defense is legit, led by Matt Patricia. They have some real talent, arguably the best slot corner in the league on their team in Justin Coleman. And the crazy part about this defense is that their best players that we thought, or at least uh, historically, haven't even played the best. You know, you see Darius Slay fighting some injuries. Bill hasn't been that great when he's been on the field. Damon Harrison, same thing. And even with Mike Daniels. And then even going to the offensive side of the ball, we, you know, we like Kenny Galladay. We like Marvin Jones. But right now, they're both top 15 among wide receivers in PFF grade. They are serious deep threats, and Kenny Galladay being the more valuable one in our PFF war metric, he's one of the more valuable wide receivers. So basically, it really all boils down to how Matthew Stafford is going to play the rest of the season and how they're going to fare. And basically, what we've seen through the first four weeks is that it pretty much does rely on him. You know, week one, they had that disappointing tie with Arizona. He posted a PFF grade in the low 60s. You don't really want to see that. But the three weeks after, he's posted some good but not great grades, kind of in the 70s range, mid to high 70s. But he had six big-time throws last week, but multiple turnover-worthy plays. So if he can just clean up those few mistakes, that team can really be legit. And as for a few teams that kind of been disappointing, I mean, you have to look at the Pittsburgh Steelers first and foremost, just because, you know, they had Big Ben coming in. He really he was kind of going on the decline, that's for sure. Uh, last year, he was one of the more least valuable quarterbacks. He threw a lot of uncatchable targets, but he thought there was enough around him that they could get to that next step, even with Mason Rudolph there. But really, the system there has they put in place hasn't been put uh, Mason Rudolph in a position to succeed. They're run heavy at this point. They're not letting them air it out. So they're kind of beating themselves. Uh, a team that has surprised me a little bit is Tampa. But, you know, with Bruce Arians there, uh, offensively, I, I like what they've done. Do you like what they've done offensively? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And coming to this season, I was very high on Tampa Bay. We here at PFF love Tampa Bay because of the combination of Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston. They're both deep, love the deep ball. And we've seen that historically with Jameis and Bruce Arians, high average depth of target. But the only wild card within this offense really is the play calling. Uh, we do know Bruce Arians gave up the play calling to his offensive coordinator who brought in Byron Left, which is kind of run heavy, doesn't like to air it out as much. And we even heard Bruce Arians say, you know, every once in a while he'll tell him to throw in a deep pass. And we've had great, seen great success with that. You know, so far this season on throws 10 plus yards downfield, Jameis is a top 10 quarterback in PFF grade. 
But when you do just throws nine yards or less, he's a bottom 10 quarterback. In fact, he's arguably one of the three worst in the entire league on those throws. Um, you know, they have weapons in place around him. You know, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who happens to be uh, the second highest graded wide receiver in the NFL right now. And even if you take the last two weeks when Mike Evans, you know, was back to 100% after fighting that illness, they have two of the top three wide receivers in the league. So there's a lot of uh, pieces in this offense to give, um, you know, Tampa Bay success. You know, if they can just get that play call and straightened out, have more intermediate and deep passes, they could sneak in and maybe even win the division. You know, two, three, four weeks is not a large sample size, Anthony, but I'm curious. Uh, we've seen Jones come in for the Giants and do a really nice job. So two-part question. How high were you all in, in evaluating him when he was at Duke, and how how has he graded out, if you will, performance-wise so far? Yeah, in, in all honesty, we were not that high on Daniel Jones coming into the draft process. We had him kind of as that round three type pick. And basically what we've seen so far from him, it, it's, you know, that first week against Tampa, he had some good plays, but he also had some bad. And it was kind of overrated in the media perspective where people were overhyping what they saw based from the box score. And he still hasn't been um, – as good as the people think, he's hovering around that 60, mid-60s PFF grade. Um, last week when he played Washington, it was about 65. Um, so he's just he's still not producing what you would want to see out of a first-round quarterback. Um, but basically, out of all the other first-round quarter or all the other quarterbacks, I should say rather, um, he's definitely been the second best performing um, behind Jacksonville's Gardner Minshew. Um, let's talk about Jacksonville for a second. Uh, I'll end with this. Um, it looks like Ramsey may not be traded. Uh, do you think he will stick in Jacksonville the rest of the year? And is Minshew the answer? Can Jacksonville be a playoff team with him quarterbacking? You know, if Gardner Minshew keeps performing like he has, there's no doubt in my mind that they can be a playoff team. Right now, on throws 10-plus yards, he's the highest-graded quarterback. He's been on the point dropping dimes on those throws. And, you know, you just put all these plays into consideration, and he's just producing big-time throws, limiting those negatively graded throws. He led him back on that game-winning drive in Denver. So if he keeps performing the way he is and they're putting him in that position to succeed, we could probably see a quarterback controversy and put really put Jacksonville in an interesting spot in what to do at that position if Nick Foles is going to try and come back at the tail end of the season. And as for Jalen Ramsey, it's hard to say whether or not he's going to come back to the – you know, all in or, or all out. Um, there's no doubt he's been one of the top corners in the league for quite some time over the last few years. Um, going back to 2017, he had an elite coverage grade, which you just love to see. And when you take into the account that, you know, one of arguably the five best wide receivers in the game, like DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, the guys he faces, he's a, shut them down to a sub-70 passer rating, which is insane. Um, so basically, it's going to boil down to if Gardner Minshew can keep up that intermediate and deep passing, and if Jalen Ramsey just comes back and buys into the system, they could really be a special team. Anthony, where can people see your work? Yeah, you can get ahead over to PSF.com. we got takeaways from every game dropping every Sunday and Monday. Um, so there's a lot of advanced analysis and data there. And in addition, here in a few weeks, we'll have our updated draft guide dropping 
So for all the Miami Dolphins fans, um, you may want to take a look at that. Sorry to say, but there's a lot of great information and valuable information about your team. All right. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Anthony Tresh, 